Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast, and as always, joined by Matty T, who is back in the booze after a completing sober October. Oh, it's good to be right back in the booze and back in the pod as well. Yes, that's all I like to hear, big man. And we're also joined by Tony Wells. Tony, how are we? Ah, mate, glad to be here. Glad for the first lifetime here. 100%, mate. So, boys, we've got a lot to get through. Two brilliant results last night for the old firm in Europe. Lazio getting beat by Celtic 2-1. And Rangers beating Porto 2-0 at Ibrox. Um, coefficient, fantastic. Aye, brilliant, you know. It's, uh, start with Celtic, I'm assuming. Yeah, definitely, mate. But it's just, uh, as I said, brilliant. It's brilliant for Scottish football. It really is, Matt, isn't it? It is. I mean, like, if we get, we're at 20 for something, the coefficient just now. If we get to 15th, it means we get less qualifying rounds, I think. Uh, the race, if we keep going on, we were doing for the next couple of years, we could potentially get two Champions League spots back. Um, that's obviously a long way off yet, but I think the way we're going, we all still taking Rangers, we've got great teams at the moment, and I think we're only going to improve in Europe and get to the last 32, last 16 and that, uh, in Europe League anyway, and it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Ideally, we want our red as many as four qualifying exactly. rounds as well that's the main thing yeah because that's a joke how both old firm need to go through those four qualifying rounds oh, especially for other teams as well but they don't get that far like us I know <laughs> that's it but aye four years those, sorry those four qualifying rounds absolutely oh they're a, a pain mate yeah, but set your credit I just need to bring this up right Gerard, last two times mate went through four Qualifying rounds, oh, overall eight qualifying rounds, including last season and this season. Gerard's got through them both. Exactly. That's where he deserves a massive amount of and credit. And conceding very little. Exactly, mate. And looking, looking like we belong in the, the Europa League proper. Yep, exactly. So we'll just dive right into it now, boys. We'll talk about Celtic. Tony, as I said, fantastic result last night, beating Lazio away from home two one. Um, what's your thoughts, mate? Obviously, you're over the moon with it. Never saw it coming, to be honest, mate. Uh, absolutely delighted with it, though. I would have bit Emdy's arm off for a draw before the game. That was kind of that's what I was thinking. We could have probably got out the game, but I'll take a win. Absolutely, can't complain at that. Uh, so let's start from like obviously we'll start from with the game. We we we'll start right from uh, kick off. Right, Celtic didn't look all that great. Celtic looked quite nervous. I thought, to be honest, and then obviously conceding that early goal. And then I thought, in the same yourself, you're like, oh, here we go. This could be a chosen here for Celtic. Aye, it was conceding that early goal does always put that bit of doubt in your mind. Uh, aye, as you said, we started the game pretty rocky, but to be fair, as we managed to get a goal back, that to be honest, it was really out of nothing. It was a brilliant pass and assist by Elianusi, but just the way that first half was going, you, you just didn't know if we were going to get that goal or not. But credit where it's due, we got it before half time, changed the whole outcome of the game, changed the whole team talk at half time. It was a cracking time to get a goal, uh, but. Aye, it's the start we made, you thought to yourself, is it going to be one of those nights? Yeah. It's going to go our way. It was so pivotal that you got that goal right before half time. It was. Because if you didn't get that goal before half time, do you think it could have been a totally different game? Cause I it, would say so. Yeah, because yeah. Lazio did have a number of chances. And to be fair, Celtic held their own. We did. I think we, had, we also had a few chances. Uh, we probably could have scored more than two in the end up, but. Aye, Lazio also could have got a few goals. It could have been actually a pretty high-scoring game, to be honest. Yeah, and um, credit with Strew, mate. Foster was uh, superb on the night. Aye. Made some know. cracking saves. That's why we brought him in. You know, I don't think we would have won that game if we had Craig Gordon in the sticks, with all due respect to him. Yeah. Uh, but that's why we've got Foster there. That's why Celtic fans like myself, we want to keep him. It's yeah. and re- so vital for us in Europe. And we were saying earlier on, like, 
last season, Craig Gordon, when he was in goals in Europe, he made so many blunders for you, and he cost you a lot. Yes, <clears throat> he's made the last 32 last season, but remember the last game, I can't remember who it was against, he's lost though. Who was it against? Salzburg maybe I think. I think it was right they beat you and it was basically due to Craig Gordon making two absolute howlers I think it was Salzburg if I'm not mistaken and it, that finished 2-1 yeah uh, possibly and it was at Celtic Park yeah it was and Craig Gordon made two absolute howlers right but results went your way elsewhere and that's how he's went through he's basically went through by default it was Rosenberg I think guys scored the last right, minute right. and goal or winner it was, or it was an old bloody Bettner as well I think it could have been actually Nicholas Bettner <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt uh, and Cham coming at the last minute winner and it has to be said Lazio terrible terrible defending like yeah. a absolutely shocking slack pass it was just like yeah, the whole pitch in front of him he decides to pass it like sideways and like it was easy pass for Edward to intercept and then to uh, finish off as well the, the defender wasn't tracking Nitschum back so he just let Nitschum run free into the box and it has to be said from Nitschum it was a, it was a great finish confident finish and that's what we were saying earlier I think Nitschum's a totally different prospect under the Lennon Ah, great run in form in the team Cham would definitely be in that team because he's a top player he is he is, he is and he, like, obviously he came from Man City for like 4.5 million which in Scottish football is considerable amount yeah he's a young player as exactly. well you he's know, he, he plays like a guy who's kind of late 20s I think Aye. he's very mature uh, I think also the second half Celtic came out a lot stronger than we started the first half anyway for the opening 10 minutes or so of the second half we we had a good few chances we could have probably scored at least another goal there but Lazio obviously kind of shut up shop a bit and were a lot they came on to a game as well and kind of we did kind of hang in there a bit kind of for the majority of that second half but we did have a few chances yeah. that I felt we could have took no I think so as well I think what helped as well was like they towards the end Lazio took off a defender and brought on a brought on a centre forward and they had like two defenders like they were playing three at the back Aye. ended up playing two at the back it kind of it fell in our in our lap a wee bit the fact that they had to win. Like exactly. We the draw suited us and Lazio had to win. Aye, but now that like you've obviously got to win, you're through. Aye, can he can he argue with that? Nah, <laughs> I think Lazio as well. Like everyone's seen, oh Scottish football is this and that. I mean Rangers and Celtic are beating Lazio and Porto. Porto like our Champions League team, Lazio should be as well. And they've got players like Lucas Leiva who's very experienced in that, and Immobile who's like one of the apparently one of Europe's best strikers and that and Rangers Man- Celtic are going toe-to-toe and beating them is it Man United are looking at them aye but oh, I think it was Lucas Lever he nearly actually gave a way a chance for Celtic aye he, he his legs obviously he's an experienced player yeah. but he's not quite got the legs anymore and one point we took the ball off him and ran on the counter attack and to be honest we should have made more of it Forrest wrong decision chose to go on himself when he yeah. could have just slipped through Edward and that could have been another goal Another chance we had was Edward, I think it was about the 75th minute. Yeah, goal. just by the post. Aye. Uh, but to be fair, if we'd scored that goal then, I think it would have been a really tense 20 minutes or so. Yeah, I could have saw that's who actually probably scored it if we'd scored the run of it then. So you got to go the perfect time because he had no time to respond. Definitely. 
No, I think no, I just sure I think Lennon Lennon's got a great record in Europe. Like he's and he's two two stands as manager and I think if that was Rogers, I think you just tried to play a bit more expansive. I think you just defended a lot better than you did under Rogers. I think it would have been, it would have been a much more passive kind of round about the back Aye. and kind of passes to nowhere type game under Rogers. You know, I think that's where I think Lennon is a lot better manager than when it comes to Europe. And Aye. you know what? Also, I've seen an interesting stat earlier on today that see when you beat Barcelona is on the seventh of November. You beat Lazio on the seventh of November, and you qualified for the last thirty two. So. It seems like the 7th of November is good luck to Celtic and especially Neil Lennon. That's it, you know. But Tony, obviously it's, it's good news for Celtic and Scottish football that he's made the last 32 again, right? But I think it's... Like you, do, like you still have a lot of play for in my opinion because you want to finish top of the group. I you don't want you because if you finish second, you'll you'll get a team from the uh, the like dropping out from the Champions yeah. League, and you don't want that. You want to get well, a, a, another team from Europa League. Yeah, absolutely. If you can top the group and we're in a really good position to do that, go ahead and do it. I mean, I I would much rather top the group and draw against a, a European, sorry, a Europa League team rather than a Champions League team every day of the week. Even. You know, you could get an attractive tie. You, I would rather go further. Exactly. Yeah. I've always said that. Like, you can get the glamour ties. That's cool, but you're most likely going to beat them, get beat in them. I'd rather just go as far as you can and get weaker teams. No, I agree. I think last season, obviously, we drew Valencia in the uh, round of 32. Uh, but that was actually a winnable tie, as far as I'm concerned. That's not the worst tie we could you have You played quite well, I thought. I think the only thing was, if it was this season, I think definitely we could have went and got the result. Aye. Last season, with a kind of tired team, there was a lot of older kind of dead wood in the team. But this season, Celtic are a whole different kettle of fish. I Aye. think we were kind of making a bit of a statement under Neil Lennon in Europe, and I like that. It's meant to think, right, last, like, like, like last season, right after we beat his 2-0, right? You, you, you yourself, right, you were like, no, I do not want Lennon to get this job whatsoever. I don't care if we do the treble, treble. I do not want him to get the job. And now, contrast, it's, back then to now. You know, mate, I've, been, I've never been so glad to eat my words, though. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, I've all, I wanted him to do well. I just never believed he could do it. You know, I thought, like, you know, Lennon, he'd obviously been at Celtic before. It was kind of old news type kind of thing. And obviously, when you're getting linked with names like Benitez and Mourinho even, I know that was a bad yeah. joke, but like when you're getting big names tossed into the hat like that and you end up getting Neil Lennon who was offered it in the shivers after <laughs> beating the yeah. in the final, you know, it's a bit it was more I think in the way it kinda came about, I think that pissed a lot of fans off. Mm-hmm. You know, that if if I don't know, if, if he was maybe giving it in a more kind of professional way, I would have maybe been taken a wee bit more seriously, Yeah. but nevertheless, you know, fair play to him, I'm delighted for him, he's doing well, I've always liked Neil Lennon, I liked him in his first spell, and I'm glad to see that he's proved me and a lot of other people wrong. And well, so is there anything else you want to bring up about the semi-final, so we're about to talk about semi-final, but last night against Lazio? Nah. So we'll move on We'll talk about um, the semi-final The League Cup semi-final From the weekend We're talking about Porto And no we're going to do that We're going to do that We're just yeah, want to get It's basically oh, Because we're still in Celtic Sorry, So we may as well just So So Tony um, Hold on what's this um, Don't know what that is Is that a wee advert playing Sorry about that boys <laughs> As I was saying uh, Yes So the semi-final get At the weekend there Tony And Saturday night um, He's beat um, The High Bees 5-2 and Scott Brown got two goals. Oh, I know. So that's when you know Hibs are a poor side of Scott Brown of all people. He's getting two goals in a game. Aye, <laughs> well, he's never been known for his goal scoring ability, Scott Brown. 
but mm-hmm. you know it was a wee bit of rolling back the years for him there but like, just to mention Scott Brown as a whole like, I think he played brilliant last night you know he, he really led and commanded that midfield and he done the same thing on Saturday against Hibs you know I know that Scott Brown has his doubters and there's the whole he's finished he's finished and I understand that to an extent because he's maybe not as quick as he used to be but Scott Brown's a leader we need that in the middle of the park whoever we are playing and when he's not there you miss him you really do miss him really because I always felt as though, right? last season when he was out, I thought he played better. Like, no, that's what I, like, you thought it was right in my mouth, right. man. Like, I always feel as though, like, Celtic do want to play this quick tempo play, right? And I feel as though, anytime Brown gets the ball, he slows the play down completely. Like, he'll pass it sideways, pass it backwards. And then, and I, like, I don't know if you like, you have the same uh, opinion on this, but I know a lot of Celtic fans are like, oh, Brown furious because we want to just get a goal, like, keep the tempo high. And make it quick, but he just slows everything down. It depends on who you're playing, I suppose. Like, see in that European game last night, for example, you need Scott Brown in the centre of midfield because he he does the dirty work. He puts in a tackle and he does the simple things. I know, I know, he's not necessarily like playing attractive football. I get that. He's not never been known for that. He just he's a type of guy who he leads his team. He gets the best out of the players around about him, and he puts in a tackle and is not frightened to get hurt. So. If, when Scott Brown's not there in the middle of that team, especially last night, if he wasn't playing, we would have really struggled. Honestly, we would have absolutely. If if Scott Brown wasn't playing last night, I don't know that we would have got the result. That's my honest opinion on that. Interesting, no. but I do. I have to say, right, one thing that does really infuriate me is do you know how there was this whole stat going around that oh Scott Brown has the uh, one of the best passing uh, rates in uh, the Champions League, like it was, or in Europe. And if you rate me, because look at where the passes are going. They're not going in productive uh, positions in the park. They're not going, like, where's it going? I mean, you actually look at, at a heat map where they put the ball's going when Brown has it, sideways, backwards, never never really forward. It's like, it's always, like, not to productive or creative positions. Like, that's what kind of, like, annoys me. Like, because that's what I mean. The stats can be deceiving. I, I, I don't really care for those stats, to be honest at all, mate. Like, I'm not, whether it's a... One that favours us or not, like I, I just think yeah. it's pointless. Like who cares? The end of the day, the one stat that matters is the full time score. Exactly. But it does annoy me in the fact that no, you you would never be the type of guy who would brag about that, right? But like some Celtic fans, like Scott Brown has uh, the highest passing rate in uh, all of Europe, and I'm like, yeah, but where are the passes going though? Like where are they, where are they going in the park? Was that was that was that last season or the season? I think it was last season. Oh, was it? I can't remember. It was a few seasons ago, I right? Do, but I do remember. Yeah, Celtic fans cling on to it. It does kind of annoy me. I just, I for regardless of those kind of stats, I don't really care for them. I have yeah. much of an opinion for them, to be honest. Just because I, it's the, it's about the full time. Exactly. Well. So you obviously, that. Tony, he's made the final, and that was a nail in the coffin for Paul Higginbottom. I yes. have got the sack, and not long after Craig Levine, but we'll come on that later on. And um, so, Matt, how do you sum up? Paul Higginbottom's time at Hibs but before you do I need to say I was right about Higginbottom all along but continue <laughs> um, No I think when he first came in I thought it was undefeated his what first 10 games or something like that and it seemed like at well, first we were saying who's this guy and then they, he got the results and thinking oh hold on Hibs might have just pulled off something something here um, and then obviously Rangers gave him his first defeat I think and then the start of this season it's just not been good at all he hasn't built on what he worked on last season and his antics at uh, the side of the pitch and that what he said to someone like who was it uh, was it like he, he said he would like if that was out in the street had an altercation with my fourth official yeah. and he said if that was out in the street I would have punched him exactly stuff like that I don't want to hear that from your manager and like the players are supposed to look up to like that and I just think 
I, I think he's not he's not he's not professional and I think his tactic as well is just he, 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 he just he didn't know what he was doing. So where do you actually think it went wrong for him? I think it went wrong. I just think we think it went wrong. Signings. I, I think the signings. Uh, well, not really signings actually. I think Scott Allen was a decent signing, um, and players he's brought in have been all right. But I just think he just lost the dressing room. I think his tactics and his antics off the pitch maybe put the players off. And he was he's a thug, and I just I was thinking. I think, thinking, I think he lost the dressing room. I think you're right, Matt. I think he's a, obviously he's a pretty immature manager. Aye. You know, he's he's quite a young guy. Yeah. So he's obviously maybe not as experienced as some of the managers have had over the years. Because right. I see when he was appointed, I had reservations about it right from the get go. So did Matt. We were like, why Hibs going for this guy? I, like, surely he can get someone better than Paul Higginbottom. You know? I, I, to be honest, I'd never heard of him, mate. Was like, it I got sacked after just a few months, yeah, mate. He was, like, that's why yeah, I don't understand. I was like, this will, this will not work out. And look what's happened. It's not I, worked out. He only lasted a few months in the job. I get the whole taking a risk on someone, you know. Aye. I, I, I kind of get that, and sometimes maybe you have to do it, but. Aye, I think Paul Heckenbottom was maybe a wee bit up. Aye. A bit too left field. Aye, exactly. exactly. And see me look at Camberry. He was great last season for Hibs, right? And then under Paul Higginbottom, a shell of he's a total shell of himself. I agree, Scott. He's a really good player, that Camberry. Like he is, but he's he's also having a bit of an attitude problem. Like he's always been that type of player. Like under Lennon, I'm sure Lennon and him didn't really. Yeah, they had a bust That's right. Uh, and I don't know. I just think he brilliant player, but he's very. I don't know. He like, goes on cold. Aye, exactly. Like some games he'll turn up and tear you apart, and other games eyes goes hiding. So I mean, like in the same field, they done nothing, but he still managed to pop up with a goal. Aye, exactly. So he's not someone you can rely on, like week in week out. <coughs> See, Hibs actually on paper have a really decent score. That's what we said. Oh, like you got Scott Allen, Canberry, like, like Malin. He's great in dead ball situations. Daryl Horgan can be explosive. Um, See, any time we play Hibs, really, other than maybe the other day, but when we play Hibs, they always give us a game, do, especially right? Easter Road. They do. I think, was it was it last season? They beat uh, us 2 0. Yeah, I was Rogers was still in charge of us at the time, and I, we, we got beat 2 0. It was just, I think, we about this time actually last year. Yeah, I remember that. But I think in the same thing, right? just Hibs, just didn't turn up. They looked scared of the occasion. Um, Celtic got the early goal that kind of set the pattern to the rest of the game he's still got two goals mind you but they were never a threat in the cup I think I never saw them beating us but in the league I always think they're, they're that type of team aye. when we play them they're kind of one of our bogey teams aye. you know they're hard to beat for us for whatever reason I was like for us for Aberdeen last season it's just like, you aye. know you're better than them like in every area of the pitch but it's just sometimes just football's a strange game that's it and also on the other side of Edinburgh Craig Levine lost his job at Hearts Got sacked. That was a shock to all of us, it wasn't was it? Very surprised. No one's seen that one coming. I, I mean, he's done wonders at Hearts. I mean, wonders is that how you want to word it? Okay, no, Levine. That's a really that's been coming for a while. Right, so we'll, we'll touch on the semi final, right? And we'll, sorry, but, but that, obviously Levine got sacked before then, so we'll touch on the Rangers semi final uh, in a bit. But we'll talk about also Levine got sacked. I think it was last Thursday. Yeah. And it, I was stunned. I was shocked at the news we all were because we all thought Levine would be at Hearts forever. He's got probably one of the safest jobs in football, so it came as it came to a massive surprise. Um, I like you're like so you're still surprised. It technically is a surprise, but in reality, it's not. Yeah, like see, it came a surprise yeah. due to his relationship with Anne Budge and the fact that he was the director of football. So he, effectively, he was calling most of the shots, and but, it, like it was it was totally justified because the results. For the last few months, uh, under Craig Levine at Hearts have been last embarrassing. Year, they've been last terrible. Year, 
I would say, like, they won, but last season, they won the first eight games or something. People were saying, oh, could Hearts for the title? And then ever since, those first eight, nine games have just been on a downward spiral. Yeah, they've been terrible. I don't think the Hearts winning the league thing was ever taken, like, all It wasn't taken seriously, like, but... Like, I, I think it was a bit of, kind of, like, yeah, cowboy journalism yeah. a wee bit, you know? But um, they still won the first eight games. They, they looked like, hold on, Levine's got them playing some good stuff here and that. Um, they looked defensively solid and good going forward, but... Nah, Levine, like, I used to say it's a surprise because he was in Anne Budge's pocket and nah, that, but I think it's, it shows Anne Budge's got a bit of, a bit of spine to her. She's like, listen, nah, it's not good I don't like she had any choice, mate. Like, because the fans were, it was like, the fans were so against Craig Levine and round about Tynecastle, it was a toxic, toxic atmosphere and it, that was the only logical solution because I think she, even yourself, right, Levine's not the guy to take us forward, right? And the Hearts this season have only won one game one game and that was against Hibs, right? And Hibs are just as bad as Hearts. Do you know when the... Like, I'm talking... Hmm? Do you know Hearts not winning the Betfred Cup in the... Yeah, I'm talking about one game. One, yeah. They've won one game in the league, right? One, that's all they've won, right? But that is that is a terrible stat. And I don't even think, right, correct me if I'm wrong, right? But I don't think they've won at home at Tyne Castle in 2019. No, I don't think I so. Don't think I don't think they have. Not. I don't think they have. And see, um... See, Hearts, like, they're just... Like, I think the thing is, right, the same with Hibs, look at them, we've got decent enough players like Jamie Walker, he was a good signing. Um, Naismith, when he's not injured, he can be influential. Ike Piers is always a nuisance up front. Uh, they've got a good kind of... Young boy, yeah, yeah. Aaron Hickey. Aaron Hickey, and yeah. that, the, the Japanese lad, um, let's see, I don't know his I name. I can't remember. On loan from Man City, he looks, like, he looks lively at times and that. And it's just, I think those good players just need a decent coach behind them. Right, so who's going to get Hibs job? I don't know, like, see, to be honest, see, with regards to both Edinburgh clubs, I think Stephen Robinson would be in for a run for one of the jobs anyway. I think so, but he might be preferable to go to Northern Ireland. That's, see, that's but also Michael O'Neill's still at the helm. He's, he's yeah, still at the helm, but if, he does, if Michael O'Neill doesn't get them to the playoffs, playoffs me, I think Stephen Robinson's... Right, see, for me, I think uh, the next Hibs manager will be Jack Ross. I don't see Jack Ross going to Hearts because, if you remember, Jack Ross was a coach at Hearts before, and... Jack Ross got fucked over by Levine and Hearts because he was meant to be the next guy after Robbie right. Nielsen. Then, then they totally like betrayed him and brought in Ian Cathro. So I do not think uh, Jack Ross will want to go back to Hearts, right? And also, he would need to be working with a sporting director and Jack Ross will want to be his own man. So I, I would say the perfect fit for him would be Hibs. I don't know. I, I, think, be, I think Jack Ross will definitely go to one of them. I would, say, I would say what would hearts. Say I think I think he'll both both be mature enough to say that was in the past. Um, let's just move on from that. And no, I mean like, but also he's gonna be dealing with the same people, right? Not obviously not Levine anymore, but he will remember the fact. Oh yeah, I got screwed over by yeah. hearts, but now it's meant to be the next but manager. That's what I'm saying. I and also though, working with a sporting director, that he can't be his own man. He'll need to get everything everything approved through the sporting director. And that but, could it, but that could work out well because like obviously it's worked out for like. Gerard and other clubs. It's a common place in football now where you work with a director of football or a sporting director. It's becoming more and more common. It's actually, I would say it's more uncommon for but, a club not to have but one see, now. see, the thing is what Rangers though, Gerard is actually, like, he's got quite a bit of control, right? It's not like the sporting director will like, be calling all the shots, but see, when Levine was sport, di- sport director at Hearts, he was calling well, literally all the shots, like making the signings, everything, and rumour has it, right? To see the the starting eleven, it would need to get approved by Craig Levine, and then obviously when Ian Cathro was manager, Levine actually came down at half time and done the team talk for Ian Cathro. Yeah. So 
that's the thing that he could put off Jack Rossi. He knows the ins and outs of a sporting director. So I think it would be more sense for him to go to Hibs and I think that's where he wants Maybe I'm glad you've seen that, that approach hasn't worked obviously with Levine so maybe you think I'll need to change the approach give the manager a bit more because not worked in the capital not worked about Levine I think maybe she'll think now maybe I'll give the manager a bit more control now Jack Ross listen I know what happened to happen but let's just move on from that we think we'll have trust in you you'll have a lot of control the sport director will be there but he'll just be there to help you out and that he'll make the decisions and if they give him that promise I think he'll go to Hearts and I think Hearts um, if you look if you take all that to the side I think Hearts are the, is the more attractive job Tony where do you think you end up? It's hard to say, mate. Uh, I think Tommy Wright might be an outside bit for one. Yeah. I mean, like if Jack Ross, like who do you, where do you think Jack Ross? If he was to go Hibs or Hearts, where do you think he would end up? I couldn't call that, mate. To be honest with you, I think either or. I I agree with what Matt's saying. I think it could really go either way in terms of the past's the past. Um, I, I think that's too difficult a call to make. Um, I Hibs. No, sorry, Hearts. Who do you think will get the, the Hearts job? Just say Jack Walsh goes to Hibs, right? Who doesn't get the hardest job? Stephen Robinson? I think his name would definitely be a candidate. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But it's hard to say for sure. And you said Tommy Wright. Tommy Wright's a guy who's been... He's been very underrated. He's been looked... He's took St. Johnson yeah, as far exactly. as he can take them. People know. haven't looked at his achievements and gave him enough credit for what he's done at St. Johnston. And I've said it for a long time, he deserves a bigger job than St. Johnston. Do you I, know who I can see Hearts going for? I can't remember his name. Who was that old manager... Um, he's got, he was like the old Motherwell manager and he used to always get ranked with Rangers and he like was it Nottingham Forest managed or something just a call nah and he adds, he's got the most manager of the month awards or something the Scottish guy oh what's his name again he's from Glasgow played for Rangers in the past and that and he was always like the Rangers top like back when we were in the lower leagues and he used to he managed like Nottingham Forest like two or three times I'll come back to me Nottingham Forest I'll come back to me Derek Billy Davis? Billy Davis, that's it. I can imagine, I can just see Hearts going for something like that. I think he's too much a dinosaur, if I'm being honest, man. I know, like, I think they should go for Jack Ross, but I can just, I can just see them pulling off like yeah. that. So my prediction is Jack Ross, Hibbs, and Stephen Robinson, Hearts. That's what I think. I think it would be two decent appointments if yeah. that yeah. happened. For either like, either team, to be honest. Like, yeah. Either or, each one of them going to either team, you know. I think two good managers, if that happens. Tommy Wright as well, though. I think yeah, he's yeah, I think. I think he needs. I think he wants to get his Johnson as well. I think he's done it what he wants, but not what he wants. But I think he's done what he can for Johnson. He definitely, I think, is a guy who deserves a bigger yeah. job. I think Gary Holt is another one that could be in in the hat for either yeah. job. Very fucking good job. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is true. Because he's he's like done absolute wonders with Livingston, got them promoted. They're, they're a very hard team to beat. They're better Celtic. They're better Rangers, um, and he's built a good young squad. So I think he could be another one that could be mentioned. Very true. Very true. I, I can't believe we, we didn't think of that. Gary Holt, yeah. Gary Holt is a good yeah. bit, I mean. Yeah. I would say Gary Holt is more deserving of uh, one of those jobs above Stephen Robinson. I don't think that's controversial well, I, to say. No, cause, well, not really, because I think... Considering the job that Gary Holt's done at Levy, <laughs> and also he's got smaller, much smaller resources compared to Motherwell. Yeah, because he's got them promoted and made them an established... Yeah, where um, he's beat both teams. Exactly. Stephen Robinson's got more about a final, though. I think that. Two, two, two finals, finals yeah. yeah. Two finals, yeah, yeah, exactly. Two finals, so. yeah, I know, but. I, I, if I was Hearts and Hibs, I'd be happy with either of them. Yeah. And, and they've both uh, got similar styles of play as well, so. Yeah, and obviously, a rumour came out during the week that Derek McInnes was linked with uh, Stoke, and he apparently was on the shortlist. 
then McInnes said the next day in a press conference, nah, there's nothing in that. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. And then Aberdeen fans were absolutely devastated. Unless that McInnes got such a hard one for Aberdeen. <laughs> Like, I don't get it. Like, the thing is, that the feel is no mutual by Aberdeen fans. <laughs> I know, it is for them to. I remember seeing this video, like, when Aberdeen were getting pumped up Celtic the other week, him running up half time. It's like the, the, the meme was like, oh, that's, that's him, like, running away from his job or something. Like, just like Derek McInnes is, like, a bit of a spineless manager. Like, he's yeah. just, he's so limited to what he can do, yeah. and tactically. I think Aberdeen are a big club. Aberdeen deserve a better manager than Derek McInnes. I really believe that. Aberdeen have been terrible this season. They have been. And it'll be interesting to hear what Josh has to say when he comes on. It's, it's no good enough though. Like if, if I was an Aberdeen fan, I would be wanting straight out the door because I just think they deserve someone a lot better than McInnes. Yeah, don't Aberdeen. get me wrong, right? McInnes done a great job at Aberdeen overall, right? He's been a great manager for them. But he's took them as far as he can. Exactly. Like, there's like, a guy who's took a team as far as he can is McInnes. Spot on, yeah. Like, Derek McInnes, he's, I said it two years ago in the podcast, he's overstayed his welcome. When he rejected that Rangers job, I said it to JJ when he was on, I was like, mate, don't you think McInnes will end up overstaying his welcome? He was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, look what's happening now. Like, Aberdeen's, like, like there's just, like, they're, they're, they had a glass ceiling under McInnes. No. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to achieve the what they want to achieve finishing second, third they're not going to do that this season they're going to make top six yeah but they need a, they need a new voice they need a freshness around Aberdeen and and I've said it many many times I'm sick of saying it right? I was sick but, of this, like, exactly I know but it has to be said like, Ab- like that, that, that's the thing about Aberdeen right now where they've as I said they've hit a glass ceiling and they just need a new voice and that's what they need and they just need the thing is McInnes is bulletproof he's bulletproof and he, he won't be going anywhere Unless he decides to leave. No. No, definitely. I mean, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. He's, he's, he's just like a... He's part of the furniture of Aberdeen. Like, Stuart Milne is happy with him, apart, obviously. And McInnes is happy with Aberdeen. Like, maybe fans are not happy in that. And it's just... Yeah. He's, he's not looking too well, though, I don't think, McInnes. Like, he's always... He looks really stressed and everything. Oh, he is, Every time I see him, he's getting greyer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but remember when he first came out, he looked dead young. Yeah, he's a really young guy. Now he's, really now he's got a big beard with grey hairs and that. Nice. I just think, nah, outstayed his welcome. 100%. But uh, boys, we'll move on. We'll talk about Rangers Portal. I was just saving that one. So I want to obviously want to get all that out of the way. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about Rangers Portal. Fantastic result last night, Matt. Rangers beating Portal 2 0. And honestly, uh, fully deserved. So it was. 100%. I don't think you can overstate how great a result this is because Portal. In the last, what, 16 years, I've qualified for the Champions League pretty much every time or something. Made the quarter-finals last year in the Champions League. In 2004, they won it eh, under Mourinho. Obviously, it's a completely different team now, but it's still showing their pedigree. Still a good team, mate. Still a good team. Like you said, they were in the quarter-finals of the Champions League um, last season. They played Liverpool on that. Um, and they're, they're a Champions League team, no doubt about it. And they'll probably end up winning the the Portuguese League. Um, but... We, it just shows like, Gerard built such a good team here that we can go out in Europe and face these teams and comfortably not comfortably but go to toe with them and, and get results I put a tweet up last night saying five years ago right, we were getting knocked out the picture of that cup from Alba and then five years later we got Steven Gerrard as a manager and we're beating Porto 2-0 comfortably in the Europa League exactly I mean like we've came so far so I was thinking I was thinking of this last night as well James Tav came into us came into Rangers story when we were in the championship um, and now he's m- captain the club in European stage and his 
values have been through the roof and like okay James Taylor's got his critics and that but he he played a good big part last night and the last couple of weeks I think he's really improved his form showing it on the European level and I just the result as well like Morelis I mean he he's scored 11 goals in Europe now this season and like some players don't even get 11 goals in the whole season he's got it in just in Europe 21 goals for the season and that finish was just Oh, it was sublime. It, it was, was absolutely brilliant. sublime. But I just want to go back to the first half. Um, first half, there wasn't really much in it, Tony, was there? There really wasn't. Rangers were, I have to admit, Rangers were quite sloppy in possession. They looked quite anxious. Uh, sloppy passing as well. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, man, like, I'm not feeling too confident right now because just considering how nervous we looked first half. But then again, Porto, one thing I will give them, in first half they were knocking the ball around really well, but they weren't being all that productive or really creative. With it, you know, and then um, second half, we just keep, like I wouldn't say we came out of traps, but we looked much more confident on the ball. And for the for Morelos's goal, fantastic pass from Ryan Jack, and Morelos just what a finish! Uh, he flicked it up then with his, like, his so called weaker left foot. I think he's both, I think he's both, he's uh, both footed, footed yeah. like officially, he's right footed, right? But he, he can, he's a, he can use both feet, like I think he's both footed, yeah, he is both like, footed, like, but he's more naturally suited to he's, his, he's a right, he's right footed, that's his more natural yeah. foot, but he can do both. Easy, like as we saw last night, um, and like Ryan Jack, he's just becoming leaps and bounds. I see. Yeah, Ryan Jack, it's like for me, just he's unbelievable. It's mental that the big difference between Ryan Jack last season and Ryan Jack this season. Even last season he was good, right? He's obviously scored the winner now from that, but like he's just a more complete player this season. No, I'll be honest, mate. See, last season I didn't rate Ryan Jack Aye. at all. I really didn't get the hype. This season that he's come on here, he's come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, I'll be honest, he has. I think I think that's really due to. The, the influence of Steven Gerrard like because I always say sorry boys we had a wee interruption there um, but yes Gerrard has been a massive influence on Ryan Jack because Ryan Jack under Graham Murthy Pedro Casinha was a, a really good player and I, I was over the moon when we signed Ryan Jack so I've been a fan of Ryan Jack for years and years and when we signed him I was over the moon I was ecstatic but Gerrard has really brought the best out in Ryan Jack because as you know Matt Ryan Jack as a footballer would be a, a player that wouldn't really like to get forward all that much. He would sit back and be the glue of the midfield and be that deep line playmaker and that ball winning midfielder. But now he's getting forward a lot more and he's scoring a lot more goals than he did before. Yes. And he's actually having a shot outside the box. Because remember, uh, when we first got Ryan Jack, you'd be like, mate, have a, sh- have a shot, have exactly. a shot. And he would do it. And then you'd, it would be so infuriating. But now he's got that confidence and that belief that, you know what, if I shoot, I'm going to score. I mean, he scored two against Ross County, both of which were very good goals. Um, assisting Morelis, like, last night, like, I mean, he was in the, it was in the, like, right, right winger position, like, like you said, the first game, he would never be in that position. Exactly. Um, and he's just, his overall play, his passing's amazing, he gets stuck in, um, and he's just an all-round midfielder. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, the second goal, Stephen Davis, I'm going to say this right now, boys, I think Stephen Davis, Looks as just as good as he did ten years ago. Yeah, he's no Mister Beat. I think so as well. I think he doesn't like obviously do the the late runs as much. Whatever he like, controls the play a bit better, and um, he, he knows he's not going to like to play how he did before. But he's just as good a player, just a different type of player. If that makes sense. Yeah, he's and, got a real football and brain, Stephen. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah spot on, Tony. Yeah, he's always had that. You know, you can never take that away from a player no matter their age. And uh, Tony, I need to say this right. You know the last time Stephen Davis scored. Uh, in Europe for Rangers Rangers made UEFA Cup final oh, <laughs> could it be could it be of course you've got it <laughs> no yeah, but, Rangers Celtic final oh, buzzing for it boys <laughs> yeah but honestly like Stephen Davis was superb last night just proving how good he is you know 
And I need to ask you, Tony, what do you make of Poto last night? How do you think they performed? I don't, they certainly didn't play in the way we know they can, but can you take anything away from the result for Rangers last night? Yeah. You know, it was well-deserved result, and well, it was good for the coefficients. You see, the way I kind of looked at it, it was a win-win for me. <laughs> you know, if, if Rangers win, it's good for the coefficients. If Rangers get beat, Rangers get beat. Exactly. So it, it was kind of a, quite a good situation to be in um, watching the game. It was, and obviously knowing that we had already won our game as well, like it was quite. You could just go into the thing, like exactly. And incredible, it's true to Conor Goldson, right? Conor Goldson gets a lot of flag. Sometimes it is justified. Yeah. But last night, I thought he was outstanding. He was like one, he did not one put a the, foot wrong. One off the cleared line. It, exactly, cleared the ball off the line, and also another guy who cleared the ball off the line, Glenn Kamara. Yeah, Glenn Kamara's, but like Glenn Kamara in the last couple of games just shown the Glenn Kamara when he first came in when he first came in Glenn Kamara was unreal absolutely brilliant uh, start of this season he's been a bit iffy but in the last couple of games he's getting back to the Glenn Kamara we all know he can be I'll be honest though see before that ball was kicked I thought he's would have got something at that game I thought he's uh, about worst would have got a draw <laughs> but you know he's we got a draw in Porto and arguably could have won that I think arguably that was actually a better result than you got last Probably. night. I know it was a draw, but going away to Portugal and getting a result like that even. Yeah, it's really phenomenal. Result. Like it, uh, honestly, mate, it's it's so good to see the old firm doing brilliant in Europe. Uh, like it really, it's really good because for years and years it's been Celtic in Europe and like like it's even obviously the last time you seen the last sixteen. Like you, you agree with this? She's haven't actually done much in Europe. Since no, 2012. Got to a couple around the 32s, but I know, out straight away, you know. Yeah, exactly. It didn't really mean it's anything. Not, it's not been as good as it should have been. Yeah. So it is it's so good to see the it's good so good to see the old firm flying the flag for Scottish football. Um and it's because it oh, for Scotland it is it we need to get Scottish football back in the map in Europe. We and we need to get that second Champions League Champions League place back. We do. Like I mean back when we had it, we had fantastic players. Back in those days, and I think now we're starting to get back to where we were, like players like Morelos and Edward and that. Like they're 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 top class players. Like a few seasons ago, okay, you had Tony Watt who scored two goals against uh, Barcelona, but he he's not the same level. Let's be honest. No, he's not. And it's just like the more we better we do in Europe, the more money we'll get, the better players we can get in, and we can do possibly even better in Europe. So it's a good domino effect. And Tony and I were saying during the week when we went and seen Joker for the second time, um, <laughs> we were talking in the car. <coughs> we were talking about Tony Watt, <coughs> how. Him scoring those two goals against Barcelona, it really was probably like it was it was great for him at the time, but long term it, it didn't really work out for him because so they, 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 they obviously attitude, yeah he had a bad attitude and he got a massive ego and I've said it many many times in this pod right after the game Lennon came out and said he's a Celtic legend and when you're saying uh, to an eighteen year old you know when you're going out to the press saying that an eighteen year old is now a Celtic legend of course that's going to go to the boy's head. I don't think you can blame Lennon for that, mate. I know, I know it's raw like, emotion, but it's. But I, I don't think you would see someone like, I mean, I think like Walter Smith or Klopp saying that about eighteen-year-olds after scoring two goals against Barcelona. You, you can't come out and say he's a Liverpool legend right now, a Celtic legend. He should have said the guy was phenomenal, whatever tonight, because that got to his head, and it's probably it was the wrong thing to do. But of course, emotion takes over at times. I mean, I think that's somebody say that because he is a legend in the sense that he's a legend that will forever be remembered for that game. He's not a legend in the sense that, oh, he's a fantastic player for Celtic, he's great <coughs> for us for you. I th- aye, exactly. I don't <coughs> think he's saying, that, oh, that's you, it doesn't matter what you do now, that's you, a Celtic legend. I think but I think that's the way he took it. But at the same time, I, 
Lennon never came out in the press and actually just said, oh, Tony Watts, a Celtic legend just now, and we aren't need to kind of believe this. It was more along the lines of, oh, that's your legend now, kind of, a wee bit of tongue-in-cheek, Aye. like half-hearted wind-up. I know, yeah, but that's I what I mean, like, a young player will take that to his head. And not it, necessarily, mate. I think, if I think he, it, well, he definitely took it to his head. I think he also, he obviously had a bit of an attitude problem prior to that. Yeah. And I think that... But that made it worse. That established it. I think the goals themselves but, are what... Yeah, of course it was a great moment, but don't you think Lennon probably said, right, you're making money. Like, I know it was a great moment that, but don't get a big well, head now. Ironically... Still got a long way to go. Ironically, I knew that kind of... Sometime after those goals had been in, and Tony, what was they get the game? He was kind of cracking up about it, and Lennon had a word with him, and there was a bit of kind of wee bust up. I'm sure they had, Aye. and there was talking. Well, he actually did. He got sent out on loan to I think Standard Liège at the time, Aye. and there were a few teams he was at, but he was kind of causing trouble wherever Aye. he went. He was abroad and all that. Ah, I think he is a brother, mate. I know he was at St. John's. And he was like my, the best player for Ali. That's the thing, Tony Watt was a decent player. He really was. He could have been like a, a Lee Griffiths for years or something. But he just, um, actually, was all wrong. We see talent, that's what he is, man. But yes. see, but, uh, before we go back on to Rangers, um, uh, obviously Matt brought, up, brought up, uh, Griffiths there. Um, we were talking about Griffiths last night in our uh, chat, Tony. Um, do you think you'll play again for Celtic? Or what do you, how do you see... To, uh, Lee Griffith's future at Celtic I think this will be his last season mate I, I could see him well, then again I don't know mate it depends like, see as things stand right now if we were if we were able to hold on to Edward say even for another season Griffiths isn't getting a sniff in that team or a match fit Edward he's not playing over him yeah, That's even Bio but exactly even Bio the way Lennon obviously at the uh, moment seems to prefer playing Bio but I just I don't think Griffiths will really get a sniff Nah. Not this season anyway. Maybe go back to Hibs on loan or something. I, I could see him back at Hibs, mate, to be honest with you. And I know Hibs fans would welcome him with open arms. Exactly, like, he's like, he's came through ranks, so he's, te- he's technically a Hibs fan, so he says. Um, we all know he's became a Celtic now, but the, the point aside, he, he could easily go back to Hibs, I just go think... back into that team easily and... Scoring, scoring goals again and start playing football again I know we've spoken about this before on the pod but uh, I just think Griffiths his physical appearance and presence does not suit the way Celtic and the way kind of Scottish football as a whole play it's a lot more physical now he's too small and yeah. the way a lot of hold up play is involved and the fact that Griffiths he's kind of all left foot yeah. I just think he's very limited like he'll get you a goal don't get me wrong and he, he loves a goal and he's got a good free kick we know that but I just think he's very limited when he's playing yeah I think and with this in terms of the for me, I think he'd struggle against Hillander and Goldson. Mate, mate, that's so weird. Do you know what I was actually thinking in my head there? Like, I was like, <laughs> mate, that's, that's so weird. I was actually thinking in my head there, Goldson and Hillander would eat him alive. Aye. And then you hit out for that. That's so <laughs> weird. Mine's think alike. Mate, that's so weird. But yeah, I, I was thinking that in my head. Like, you see defenders like Goldson and Hillander, they will eat Griffiths alive, man. They would. Like, you made a good point there, Tony. Scottish football nowadays is all about hold up play, having a physical appearance yeah. about you, like Marellis and Edward do. They have that. Even like, but, for, like Landon, Landon Dykes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, See, exactly. Like, defenders like Griffiths, defenders like uh, Hollander and uh, Goldson would eat Griffiths alive due to his physical appearance. He can hold the ball up well, but as yeah. you say, yeah, you get a goal or two here and there. But that's if the defence is weak. And yeah, remember when Griffiths was scoring goals against us, right? Look who we had at the back. We had Rob Kiernan and David Bates. Right, David, sorry, Danny Wilson and. I was. I, it was Rob Kiernan, Danny Wilson. Where uh, Griffiths scored that uh, world at uh, Ibrox. Um, um, yeah. That's why. That's why we touch back on like the present. Now. Like I think both teams could potentially win their group, right? I think Celtic more likely because um you've got a better goal, uh, better, uh, better points, but I think um. 
if we, if both teams win their respective groups, right, what does that say to the rest of Europe, you know? Like, Scotland are just not, like, some diddy country who, like, have shit football teams. Like, Rangers and Celtic are proper football teams. I would be honest, mate, I would really like to draw an English team. So would that. Like, we, I. Like, we were talking about this uh, earlier, um, before you came. I think Rangers could beat, like, Man U. Uh, easily these days especially the way Man U are playing absolutely that's yeah there's to me looking at a Man U squad they're weak there's no leaders there's, there's no spine they've got a, they've got a loser as a manager let's be honest Oliver Solskjaer is not a Man United manager he's a, he's a loser right and there's no presence there's no aura well, he's, not, he's and, not a loser in a sense he's I'm talking about as a manager he's, like, as, as a he's a walkover yeah. he's a pushover yeah. like, could, like see if Solskjaer right, just say your team like, for example Man United getting like, absolutely battered right? for example getting battered off Newcastle 1-0 right? Solskjaer comes into the restroom right, and you just say you're a Man U player and he's trying to go nuts at you. would you take him serious? Would you be, I mean, oh my god, I'm just ready to go in here because Solskjaer's going to give me an absolute, he's going to give me an absolute bollocking. If it was like, for example, you compared to like Ferguson, you'd be checking Or Gerard. Or Gerard. Lennon as well. I'd be scared of Lennon if I was like. But would you be scared of Solskjaer? No, you wouldn't. Nah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's, he looks like he's a pushover yeah. as a manager. Yes, he had a, he had a great footballing career, but him as a manager, there's no, there's no spine about him. Nah. Like, no, nah, he's just too nice. He's uh, too nicey nicey. Yeah, I think, like, going back to the point, I think Rangers could beat Manu, I think Celtic could beat Manu. Um, I, I'm both. I'm interested if Celtic go Arsenal like Tierney played. See, the way Arsenal are playing right now, mate, I would fancy my chances I would, like, against fancy, Arsenal as well. That's the thing. I'd fancy Rangers and Celtic against like Arsenal, Man U. Um, I would go toast over Chelsea, or Chelsea probably beat both of them. No, I, would, I wouldn't fancy a chance. I would, I would say, Chelsea. I would say, Chelsea, Chelsea are a good side. They are a good side, but I would say, I think we could toast toast. I don't think it'd be like a hammering. I don't want to be a hammering, but I think they would beat us. Chelsea, Chelsea would go through, but I reckon you could probably maybe scrape a result. I would fancy, I would fancy both old firm, old firm's chances against Celtic, no, against uh, Man U and Arsenal. 100%. I would say even even Spurs, like they're obviously not great at the moment. Um, obviously they they struggled against Everton. Look at Harry Kane though. He's like. Uh, that's the thing. That's just the difference. He, isn't he, it? He's like, uh, he is exactly. Uh, he's different different level, man. And you know. Son as well, but I think the defense right now, Spurs. Uh, Spurs for years, uh, people have seen oh, but all the Vardar well and uh, Vertonghen. They're the, the best defense, but now they're quite poor. Mm, yeah. But um, now going back to the Europa League teams, I think Rangers and Celtic, if the draw goes right, could go far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so here's a question, Matt. Will Rangers qualify? Will Rangers join Celtic in the last round? I mean, the only way we really could qualify is if we lose our last two games. All we need, uh, if we win the next game against Feyenoord, we're through. Exactly. Even if we, see if we draw both our next games, we're still through anyway. So literally, we'd need to lose both games to not go through, and that's not going to happen, I don't think. So I think we'll beat Feyenoord because we bet them already. Um, young boys, I think young boys are probably the toughest team in the group. They're the other one that's kind of the driver's seat to qualify. Uh, we're both so, at seven points. Aye, so it's it is it's an interesting way the ties ended. But um, I think we'll, I think we'll beat Feyenoord and we'll go through. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything else you want to write up about uh, the Rangers game last night? No, it's like obviously Golds like McGregor was fantastic as well. Um, Golds was fantastic. Ken, I like watching Ken actually. I think Ken he's not got a goal since he came back, right? He's got two or three assists and he's starting to look more and more yeah, he's, like he, the Kent of last year. Yeah. He's, uh, he's grown into it. He's just like getting settled in again. And uh, Kent, of course, he's going to be like the great player that we all know he is. So it just takes time, but he's, we're seeing him gradually get back to his old self. And bear in mind, he only just came, recently came back from injury. Exactly. Like He's slowly building up the minutes, slowly building up his fitness. And like when he gets back to full fitness, back to... Full, like he's, he's still scary just now to play against. But I think once he gets back to full fitness, like and he's... Big Christmas time, or even before that, he'll he'll be fine again. Yeah, definitely, mate. But yeah, fantastic result for Rangers last night, and uh, 
over the moon with that. But we'll touch on the, the semi final, the other semi semi final from the weekend there, where Rangers beat Hearts three 0 and uh, very comfortable. It was a breeze. I was there, handing absolute shithole. But I had decent seats. I was in the north stand, uh, right down the bottom. Not bad seats considering uh, Hamden's uh, standards. But yeah, I thought it was an absolute breeze. Um, Hearts caused us no problems at all. Um, we were very comfortable. It I was. thought that. I think the first goal, I think that just uh, epitomises... Give me, give me, it, man. Give me, give me. Aye, that's a, a shame. No, but I think that epitomises Morelis at the moment. He's not only just scoring goals, he's getting in areas where he can provide assists. And see that ball, he would... That ball he gave to Hillander, he'd eat that up all day. Uh, Morelis, and he's the one providing it. So I think that shows what he's, what he's added to his game. And Hillander, he's... Like, since he came into the team, he's just been absolutely brilliant. And he shows why he's got 10 international caps for Sweden... And that finish was a striker's finish. How uh, old is Hollander? Like 25. 25. Right? He's still young, isn't he? Right. He's, he's, I, I think it was last week in the pod, I compared him like he's like Clinton Hill but 10 years younger. Huh. Which I think is a decent comparison. But I think Hollander, um, he's been brilliant since he came in. Morelis, obviously, given the assist, like I said. And Hearts just had no... They were just weak. They were just weak. There was no, there was nothing about them. There was no quality. Were, there was no leadership. They were spineless. They were as soon as we scored, they were like, okay, that's it, right? No, Rangers no, are going to pump us now. The only player I thought looked decent for them was Ekpuzi when he came on, and um, the wee Japanese guy. Uh, I can't remember. No, I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. me or not know who you're talking about. Yeah, but um, and Steve McLean, what an embarrassment he was up front for Hearts. He's yeah. falling about the place every two seconds. Uh, could have been sent off arguably in the first half. They obviously got taken off in the 40th minute. Austin McPhee was like, no, he's going to get sent off here. Um, and then Ickpears. Ickpears are probably should have started anyway. So I don't know why he started McLean. Ickpears is a big, strong boy as well. You know, he can, he's... Because he bullied us two weeks before. Aye, exactly. He's, I do think he's another hit-and-miss player, but when he's when he has played well, he's he has a tough nut to crack, you know. So I, I was saying this to Scott, like, if Cosgrove ever does leave Aberdeen to go down south, whatever, or goes to, like, I don't know wherever... I think Ekpuzu would be a decent fit for Aberdeen. Possibly. And then, Possibly. yeah, like, as I was saying, it was a breeze. It was a breeze. Mid- midfield just completely dominated Hearts. And then Hearts, like, defensively as well, all over the place. Like, how many times have I said about Christoph Berra? He's, like, his legs are gone. He's so bad. He is. He's absolutely terrible. And Hollander, as I was saying earlier. Yeah, I remember we were talking about how much a rock he is. Yes. Go, and him and Goldson, they have to admit, they do work well together. I think they work... I, I obviously, I love Katish to pieces, and everyone says give Goats and Katish are the best. But I would say Goats and Hander are the best. Yeah, they're, 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 they've got good chemistry with each other, which and I really do like. And uh, Alfredo obviously getting two goals. Like, yeah, I think it's just the like it's just the Norman Morelos right now. He just scores he just every scores, single game. Like, he just knows he's going to score. Like, and if we've got the four who can come off the bench and do something as well. Like we've got we're great up front at the moment. Yeah, I think we're great in all areas of the pitch. Uh, and Barisic, like, we, t- we touched on him like, last part as well. Yeah, he's really came on again, man. Yeah, he is, and he's just... I've, I've said that ever since he came in, he's a player. He just needs time to adapt to Scottish football, um, get his confidence up and that. I mean, he's Croatia's first choice left-back at this point, and they're, like, World Cup finalists. So that's not, like, a small thing to do. Um, he's got... Does he his final ball, by the way? It's just... Yeah, it's, it's sublime. Remarkable. Kind of extreme, he's defending, it's sublime. improved a lot. Sublime. Uh, sublime. <laughs> I think... Do you drink to tell him? A few dragons out. Um, but no, I think Barisic, he's defending as well. It's just... We like him on as well. And him and Kent are starting to form a good partnership. Yeah. And I like, honestly see... And just now we're, we're brilliant. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Hey, Tony, who would you say is Rangers' best player? Like, what player do you look at and you're like, and you're like, wow, man, he's 
he's something else. He's different class. Would it be Morelos? No, I wouldn't say you have anyone I would look at and say different class to say, but I would say who would I take in my team? Uh, I would take. Who, is, I'll rephrase that question. Who would you take out the Rangers team into the Celtic team? I would take Morelos, absolutely. Yeah. I, like, I, I hate the guy with an absolute yeah. passion. I'm no it's one of those player, players like you'd love to have them in your team that you'd hate to play. There's no question about it, mate. He will score you goals. Would like, yeah. you, you want someone like Stephen Davis in your midfield? Nah, ten years ago, aye. Not now? Nah, not Mate, now. it's just like as he was ten years ago. Thing is, right, I can understand where Tony's coming from, because like, we were talking about Nitsham earlier and Christie and that. Aye, Celtic have an unreal midfield, mate. If we had, I get what you're saying, Davis is a good player, I'm not yeah. denying that in any way, but where where does Davis fit into that Celtic team? You mean, for me, right, I would... 100% Davis would get a game over. I mean, I think... Davis I, would get a game over. They're the same age, Scott. Like, what's, what's the point of putting another guy of this... That but the thing is, Davis, like, looks just as good as he did 10 years ago. Brown, on the other hand, doesn't look as, as good as he once did. I would did. say, in my opinion, top five midfielders in, in no particular order in Scotland are, like, Davis, Jack, um, Christie, McGregor, and... Probably Cham when he's on form. The Cham could be up well, there. You know, I would put um, Cham. You could even argue on his day, Kamara is one of the best defensive mids. You know, Kamara does like to get forward now. He does get like forward. Like, um, right, I know boys were short for time. We're gonna drag him on here. I know we're short for time here. Right, so I want to wrap this up in the next eight minutes. Right, old form final, expected. So it is. Yeah. Um, cannot wait for it. It's going to be an absolute blockbuster of a final. Last time we had a league cup final. Between the old firm was 2011. Oh, that was all high. That's all and Rangers high. won that one. And Stephen Davis and Scott Brown both played in that. And, yes, and so the, Davis scored. That's right, I Stephen Davis scored. Who knows who might say beat him. But yeah, it's going to be a blockbuster final. It's going, going to be, be a, it's going to be an unbelievable game. Both teams flying high right now. Like, the old firm are killing it. We're playing superb stuff. And it's going to be, it's going to be a cracking game. And it's it, it's very it hard break? to predict. It's very hard to call at this one. Like you can't. The both teams are playing really well now, so it's very hard to call. It is, and I think Rangers have like really cut the gap in the last few years to Celtic. Um, ju- uh, could argue just as good. Um, which I think is not out of the question. Uh, it's, like, it's going to be a close game, but I may I be biased by the fancy Rangers. But you've obviously got to fancy your own team. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I have many reasons to fancy Celtic, exactly. but. I'll, I'll, if Rangers win I'm not going to be surprised yeah. Yeah. Like. we're going to preview this at a later date boys so boys will move on and we, as I said we'll preview the, the old firm's final at a later date and we need to talk about Scotland squad before we go and Craig I'll read out the Scotland squad right um, Craig McGilvery goalkeeper from Portsmouth David Marshall goalkeeper from Wigan John McLaughlin goalkeeper from Sunderland Liam Cooper from Leeds Michael Devlin from Aberdeen, Declan Gallagher from Motherwell, Scott McKenna from Aberdeen, Stephen O'Donnell from Kilmarnock, Liam Palmer from Sheffield Wednesday, Andy Robertson from Liverpool, Greg Taylor from Celtic, Stuart Armstrong from Southampton, Ryan Christie from Celtic, John Fleck from Sheffield United, Ryan Jack, best midfielder in Scotland from the most successful team in Scotland, uh, Rangers. Um, I thought this was a neutral. <laughs> John McGinn from Villa, Cal McGregor from Celtic, Ken McLeod from Norwich, Scott McTominay from Man United, Oliver Burke from 
Alves on loan. Um, John uh, James Forrest from Celtic, Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth, Ollie McBurney from Sheffield United, um, Stephen A. Smith. How is Stephen A. Smith in this squad? How um, are in this and squad? Yeah, and Shackle from Dundee United. Like yes, two. I forgot to bring this up. Right, Stephen A. Smith when he came on in that semi final, what a disgrace he was. He just dived. He didn't. He done nothing. He dived. I remember he snuck clip. Where he, like runs into a rebound or something. Yeah, it was a bad He says, right, I've thought this about Naismith for years. There like, we see yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a wee, it's a wee, excuse the language, but we are so. Yeah, see Naismith, uh, I despise him. Because, oh, yeah. I, like, I despise him ever since that press conference. Oh, I've, oh, I've, I've oh. always rated Stephen Naismith, mate. As you can imagine. Like, see Naismith, ever since what him and Wickert have done where they came out and said we have no association we have no association to this new Rangers whatever like ever since that day like Naismith Naismith and Whitaker killed their like any chance of coming back to Rangers and Naismith was embarrassing in that semi-final he was he was terrible and he's done nothing this season right and all of a sudden Steve Clark thinks he's good enough to play for Scotland there's there's two there's two Players in that I think are very questionable. Also, Stephen Smith and Greg Taylor. Like, Greg Taylor's not been getting a game. Exactly. Like, yeah. what's he done to? Like, he's done oh, because, is it because it's due to obviously Clark's personal relationship. No, with I get Kelly. that. Right, yeah. I understand that. But end of the day, I think as Scotland manager or any national team manager, you pick players based on current form and that. Um, well, if I'm not wrong, is Tierney not still injured as well? The thing so is, he's not in the I, it probably did pick Tierney, but Arsenal told Clark not to pick him. Yeah, I know he's still yeah. kind of coming he's back. He's still recovering. Um, but Greg Taylor, okay, we've got like, not many left, but we do have left backs, but we've got Robertson, who's world class, Tierney, who is really good. See, mate, like, the thing is, I don't think Robertson does that enough for Scotland. He's never the captain for a start, right? I really rate Andy Robertson highly. He's one of the best left backs in the world, no question about that. But I hate the fact that because he's essentially the best player in the team playing at Liverpool, he's our captain by default. Thing is, right? Who would you give it to? Out of that squad, though, who would you pick? Out of that squad, mate, you're right. It's a hard pick, but I I certainly don't think it's Robertson. I mean, I'd probably put. I'd. I would personally probably put Robertson. Um, let's have a look. Scott, if I were to pick a captain other than, other than um, Robertson, I no, he doesn't that team, man. No, I'd maybe. John McGinn, mate. Like I would say, he's, John McGinn, he's more of a captain than even maybe James Forrest. No, I would say John McGinn. I think John McGinn's a decent shot. Even, even Armstrong, like Armstrong, I would say is more of a leader than. Um, I would, I would personally right. See Brian Jacklin, if I give it him right, but he doesn't play enough for some yeah. bizarre reason. But see, for a player that plays week in week in week out under Clark's team. I would need to give it to probably John McGinn. John McGinn's playing obviously top level for Villa. I so. think I've seen a few Liverpool fans yeah, on social media saying they'd want McGinn at um, Liverpool. Like, see, thinking about it, he would be an ideal long term replacement for like Milner. Well, John McGinn's a good player. There's no question he is, about he it. Is, he's not the prettiest in the eye, but he gets the job done. <laughs> are you talking about his looks? No, I mean, like, he's right. terrible. Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 you're talking about his looks. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about his legs. No, about just when you said that, I was like, you don't know. No, I'm talking about the way he plays. He's not pretty, like, he does his dirty work. It's not very pretty, like, but he, he does well. Um, McGinn's fantastic. He's one of the best midfielders in form right now, anyway, in the Premier League. Absolutely. So, boys, uh, we're about to end the pod here. Anything else you want to bring up? No, I think no, we've no. covered everything that we wanted to cover. Good episode, as yeah, always. Good neutral podcast, as always. <laughs> so, boys. Pleasure, thank you very much. And until next week, guys, take care and we'll see you soon.